Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, Timeless Wisdom to Enrich Every Day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, May 6th. Now I have to say that we're in a series in this book, so those of you who are watching this consistently on a day-to-day basis, um, yesterday, which was May um, 5th, we talked about, make sure I have that right, yes, May 5th, we talked about color in general and how it affects us. Now we're going to go through, over the next several days, we're going to go through the colors of the rainbow. The colors of the rainbow, um, many of you know the acronym, acronym Roy G. Biv, red, orange, yellow, green, Biv, blue, indigo, violet. Swami also talks about the color white. So I'm, I'm giving you a little preview that you might not have if you don't have the book in front of you. But we're going to go through all the colors of the rainbow and talk about their particular characteristics, which I think is going to be a lot of fun. Let's see what happens. So, on May 6th, we talk about the color red. The color red can be cheerful. It can also, especially if it is muddy, stimulate to lust or anger. If red resonates with you, make sure that affects you in the right way by making you brighter, more cheerful, happier. Okay, so let's see. Police cars often have a spinning red light. Let's see, there's the phrase, the red light district, which is where um, courtesans and prostitutes would work, sex workers, I guess as they call it now, is where people go when their specific interest is sexuality. Their specific interest, as he said, it will stimulate you to lust, is the red light. I mean, it even, it's a synonym. I suspect I'm treading on uh, dangerous ground here because so many things have been done to neutralize anything that sounds even slightly pejorative, but traditionally that's how it's been called, the red light district. And the police, red light, the emergency workers, everybody uses red. It stimulates this tremendous, intense reaction. That's sort of what that color does. Red is also exceedingly cheerful. Um, Even when you think of a bowl of, uh, the uh, master had characteristics that certain food has, and cherries are for cheerfulness. And yes, there are such a thing as yellow cherries, but most people think of red cherries. And you think of a bowl of red cherries, and they're just so enormously cheerful. You put a bow in the hair of a child, and you put a bright red bow in the hair of the child, and the child is very happy. Many children consider red to be their favorite color just because it's so bright and it's so energetic. And in any situation, if you just look around, red's the color that you're going to see. It stands out in a very bright way. It makes a very strong statement. But because it makes a strong statement, (coughs) Swami is, (coughs) is warning us we need to be in the right relationship to it and it needs to be the right color of red. And Swamiji, all the way through, and he'll do this all the way through, he talks about clear, bright colors instead of muddy colors. And and now you get into an interesting matter of taste. You know, some people like 
all colors to be toned down a little. Toned down with gray, toned down with black, toned down with brown, so that you have the pigment, the red pigment, but it's overlaid with these other colors. Now, Swami would call those muddy colors. And it could be just a matter of taste. And there are certain situations where perhaps that color serves, but it creates a very different vibration than one in which you can imagine that clear light is shining through it. And because red, red is anger, red is lust, red is joy. And so where are we in the spectrum? And Swami talks about it because it's the, it's the degree of clearness and brightness in it. Now, Swami also refers to, um, in the day before this one, when he was talking about the aura and the colors that we have in our aura, there is a device which um, was invented a number of years ago which can take a picture of the energy field. Now, I can't even begin to talk about how this is done, but there's, there's well, the, the common phrase they use for it is an aura camera. And it's a, it's a marvelous carnival device where you can take what, look, what seems to be like taking a photograph, but when you look at the person, you see the person, and then you see this field of energy around them which manifests as various colors. And, and sometimes when you see the colors in the aura, they're dark and muddy if they're indicative of, of heavy feelings. And sometimes they're very bright and cheerful. Very interesting, Swami Kriyananda had an aura photograph taken in about 1980 when he was in Australia. And his entire aura was blue with just a little bit of magenta in one corner. And the, the woman, in fact, his face was almost obscured. His face and body were semi-obscured by the blue, and it was this rich indigo blue. And the woman who took his picture, she actually came out and she knelt in front of him. She said in the, in the at that point, the, the thousands of pictures she had taken, she had never seen an aura like that because he was an unusual man. And there were not the usual cross-currents of emotions and thoughts and karmic involvements in him. He was just the pure field of indigo blue, which is the color of the Christ consciousness. This is the color that I wear as a Naya Swami, um, but indigo was it, it, moving more toward an indigo, toward a violet blue. This is, this is a pure, beautiful blue. I mean, those of you who are not looking at me have no idea what I'm saying, but this is also being filmed, so I'm talking about it. But I'll leave it aside for the moment. Now I wanted to go just a moment. Now I lost my thought. Let me find it here for a minute. Oh, yes. There's a, a very interesting story that I read, and unfortunately I can't remember the name of the book, but I bet you could find it. It was a young man who, he was French, and when he was about eight years old, I believe he was in a physical accident. I don't think it was illness. I think it was an accident. And he suddenly went blind. And he'd been an ordinary, active, eight-year-old boy, and suddenly he couldn't see. And his parents were very enlightened in the way they dealt with him. They made no changes to his life or to their life. They just helped him to learn to navigate the world as it was, but without his eyes. And they let him, he lived on a farm, and they, they in a safe way, <clears throat> they let him find his way around again. 
And as he put it, he just gradually learned to see. But he didn't see with his eyes. He could see inside himself energy fields. And he could go down the road and he would know where the trees were. He could meet people and he could know where their bodies were. He could, he could just see. That was the only way he put it. He could just move through the world and he knew where everything was, even though he couldn't physically see it. Now, I, read an interesting, I, I saw an interesting documentary about a woman who, who also was, she was blinded as an infant by a, 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 a man who was pretending to be a doctor who wasn't a doctor, she had an eye infection, and he treated her in such a way as to blind her. Can you imagine the karma of that? She was just an infant, but she lost her sight. But because she grew up blind, she also was very sensitive. She grew up to be a very spiritual person. That was why the documentary was done. But she could run all over the woods and the places that she was. But one time, she was running through the woods, and she smashed into a tree. And she was so startled, but one of her friends said the tree was dead. It was still standing, but there was no life force in it. And as a consequence, she couldn't see it. Because what she was actually seeing was the life force in the trees, and it would create some kind of a, probably like this other man, some kind of an energy field, and she would just negotiate her way around it. Well, going back to the man I read about who was a Frenchman, he could see, and when people would come to him, they 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 would present themselves to him in various colors, depending on what their mental state was. And, and it became, after a time, he began to realize that when, that when people were, were angry, he, could, he would always see red. Whenever people were agitated or angry, their auras would turn red. Or if they became angry, their color inside his eyes, in, inside what he was seeing, would turn into a, a, a murky sort of fierce red color. And I believe the red color, I believe it was red, this particular shade of red, whenever people were lying to him. And here's what was so fascinating. He was of an age that it was World War II and France was conquered and occupied by the Nazi regime. And by this point he was a a young man. And he became part of the resistance movement. Now, he, he's a blind man. He becomes part of the resistance because he could always tell when people were lying. And so he became the person who would always um, vet, who would always um, interview and check out anybody who wanted to join the resistance because he could always tell when they were lying. And, and he was able to save their cell for many infiltrators, because he could tell by the color of their aura when they talked, whether they were what they said they were or not. I mean, not only were they lying, but whether they had courage, whether they were reliable, whether they were truthful. And he could just, he could see it, because he wasn't confused by the physical world, he just could see the energy world. So now we come back to this color red, which is verified by people who can see auras, that people who can see auras, when people are angry in a certain way, that they create this certain muddy kind of red. Because also, people who are very energetic and cheerful, and I've seen aura photographs like this, because a a friend of ours, well, a man who became a friend, 
he was one of the developers of these. And Ananda itself, we have several of these aura cameras in various Ananda locations. If you happen to be near an Ananda or an East-West bookshop, uh, which is the, the store that we operate in various locations, these aura cameras are available, and it's absolutely fascinating to have your picture taken. And nowadays, what can, they can do, they can actually <laughs> take a video of your aura, which allows you to interact with people. We've, we've done these experiments where two people who are in love kiss on the aura camera, <laughs> and then you can watch all their colors change. It's just, it's fascinating. And you can watch the interplay of red and how it also is part of that. Now, what we're trying to establish here, red has a certain effect on us. And we have to make sure it's the right kind of red. In my color chart, my palette done by my color consultant, red is a very big color for me. I, I'm very in tune with red, but it has to be these certain bright, clear, dynamic kinds of red. But the, the fun part of it for me is I would, I, I always have to be when I, now I only wear blue because I've taken this initiation for the last 11 years and so I only wear blue. But before that I had lots of red, but I could only wear red if I was really strong, if I was really up for it and could really match the power of that color. And when I couldn't, I would just have to wear colors that were less demanding of me. So understanding what the effect of colors is inherently and what the effect of colors are on us and how our aura changes and on different days different colors are better or worse for, for us is just one more way of, of taking charge of our destiny and, and being fully conscious about everything that we do rather than just letting our lives just roll on and having us be an effect rather than a cause. Just one more way that we just pick up the thread of our own destiny and take it in our own hands and color the colors of the rainbow, starting with the, with the base color of red. Think about red. Notice red in your life. See how red affects you. I'm on film, for those of you who can see. I, I always wear blue, but I hunger for red. And almost every physical item that I bring into my kitchen especially is red. And my favorite cup for whenever I'm on film is I have this perfect red cup. And I always use it and I always feel better with a little bit of red in my aura. And it helps be bright and cheerful and make everything I do, I hope, bright and cheerful also for you. Some days I don't need the red cup, but almost every day I want it. Isn't that interesting? So pay attention, my friends, and have fun, and then also use all of these things of the physical world to help move us into a deeper, more uplifted understanding of who we really are and who we're meant to be. So Swami says, the color red can be cheerful. It can also, especially if it is muddy, <clears throat> stimulate to lust or anger. If red resonates with you, Make sure that it affects you in the right way by making you brighter, more cheerful, happier. Joy to you, my friends. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners. So if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. 
blessings and thank you.